at the party, Richter. Welcome to See You at the Party, Richter. My name's Aaron Freskis, and with me, as always, is Joseph Bet Castro. We are also joined once again by guest Chris Chapman from the Justice Fatigue Podcast, who's here to help us wrap up Arnold's 2015 zombie drama, Maggie. So, are you ready for the rest of the trivia? Which is like yeah, three things. Okay, so um, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger took the role without pay because he loved the script so much. Wow. And like you heard him say, like, I don't, I don't need the money. I'm, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the screenplay was also uh, featured in the 2011 blacklist of the most liked unmade screen scripts of that year. And then the last thing is that I guess Arnold's house in the movie and the, like the surrounding uh, scenery are the same house and all that that was in Looper, if you watch that. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it it started off really good, and then like they got kind of it, it just it got weird. <laughs> like once they once they introduced like that kid that like is like a psychic or some shit. Like um, was yeah, it? that's it what it was like. like a, yeah, it, t- it just took a turn. King twist there. Um, I don't know. I liked it as I've said many times before. Uh, whatever the opposite of a dick hearse is, um, that's what I get <laughs> when I watch time travel movies oh okay so, yeah, that's right i forget yeah. to like, time travel movies yeah but i just love them all right so did like usually we would move on from here to the kill count but like you could probably do that on your fingers <laughs> like, well did... i mean if it's more than nine then maggie wouldn't be able to do it on her fingers <laughs> 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 Uh, can you can you guys name off all the kills well are we talking like humans or does this include zombies uh it includes like it's just all the kills in the movie so like anybody that dies in the movie okay well does that include a fox okay so no well Uh, no okay so okay so so add that one but yeah humans yeah humans or something that used to be humans yeah or or yeah that used to be humans. so can you name there's do you want to tell you how many you can name them off? Or? That's what, no. three, right? Hold on. No, there's um, Arnold breaks the neck of okay. at least one person in the, uh, whatchamacallit, the gas station. And then yeah. the two people, Bonnie's wife and husband, uh, Maggie obviously yeah. dies. Um, and I'm assuming Trent dies, but we don't really see that. Yeah, so it was just four. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, it was so, four. You got him. Yeah. Which I got, like, I, I thought of a another, like, line for, like, with with Arnold. Like, well, what was your line for with the, the, uh, with the gas station attendant? Oh, um, <laughs> this is why they call me the necromancer. And then he kills him. Because <laughs> okay, I was like, he, he, like, fucking breaks his neck. He's like, ah, oh, come on, give me a break. And then, like, fucking <laughs> breaks his neck. Okay, that one's a lot better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we uh, usually do our favorite line for the movie, but like since this one obviously isn't a stereo like a typical Schwarzenegger movie, we're gonna do do you, like do you because do you remember the, the lines that we were telling? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the one that sticks out in my head is breakneck speed. <laughs> that one was pretty <laughs> good. You. Which one was that one? <laughs> where, where, whatever Arnold's wife's is like. I missed you. It's like, I tried to get back to you in breakneck speed. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you know, like I 
And they broke this guy's neck. Yeah, I broke his lower. <laughs> we stopped at the gas station, and then um, I, I went. I, I had to. I had to. I had to poop. So you know. Well, you know how I've been having problems. <laughs> you know they burnt all the grain. You know the fiber's really low. Yeah. So I got. I went to the bathroom and I turned the light on, and there's this guy there, and I think he was his tenant, but I'm not really sure. So you know, he he comes at me. And, oh, oh, did I mention he's also a zombie? So uh, he comes at me, and like I, I take the bathroom key and I, I I break his neck, and so you know, then I then I tell you like I, the way the whole like the whole two hours home, I was thinking, okay, well, what am I going to tell Kellen? What what happened? I need to break the tension. I can't just tell her. So if I, <laughs> if I tell her a joke first, maybe she'll be like, oh, okay, what happened? But it, it, uh, thinking of, thinking back on it now, like I probably should have just told you what happened. Yeah, it, I had something. I had something going with whiplash, you know. Like, oh, I give him whiplash, but that didn't really like hammer out, you know. I had to like really work on it. And Maggie's like trying to talk to me. I'm like, don't, you know. I'm working on my act here. Like, I gotta say some shit to Carolyn when I get back. Like, let me let me be. It was a whole thing, you know. You know me. Like, I'm just a simple farmer. I like how he's, like, turning into a Mexican sort of. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. When Granite was, like, uh, trying to hammer it out. By the way, I also killed the guy with a hammer on the way home, too. <laughs> Throwing that out there. But, uh... I threw a harm on a guy, you know. Like, I, it was a harm and I threw it on him. But, like, harm on, you know, is ha- ham in Spanish. So it works really well. It's, like, two ways. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I think my favorite line was the uh, "Read my apocalypse" uh, by Aaron. So that was definitely number one for me. We're just gonna say our own favorite line, right? Because mine, mine would probably go to yeah. to fucking Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's a line from, <laughs> it's a line from True Lies. <laughs> even though he's not even in the movie. <laughs> Teddy said, "Make you stand." Which is which is sad because it's just gonna be my favorite line from True Lies too. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's hard to beat that line. Um, okay, I guess if you're, I noticed Laura does not like that line, even though I find it hilarious. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't think because I I was reading this to Erica and she was like, ah, like, like when she yeah. Was, <laughs> okay, so. Um, yeah, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk. I mean, I guess we've been doing this this entire time, so whatever. <laughs> um, but let's talk about how we felt about this movie. Uh, Christopher, what do you have? Uh, this is not like a poorly made movie, I wouldn't say. But there was just a whole lot of stuff about this movie that bothered me in terms of its execution. It it just is a miserable slog the entire time. <laughs> like, I... Again, not I don't mean miserable like it's hard to watch because they didn't do stuff right. I mean miserable because they're clearly trying to make you miserable the whole time. Yeah. They're clearly trying to like keep the tension up and make sure you know everybody's sad and make sure that you know that this is a dire situation. But that never lets up through the whole movie. And there's so many other movies that are depressing without doing that. Yeah. It's, you become numb to that kind of depressing, sad stuff if there's nothing but that in the movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they could have definitely cut the tension with Arnold killing some zombies and saying some hilarious one-liners, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, that was great," and like, "Oh yeah, shit, Maggie's turning into a zombie." Uh, I got to say, I, I agree with that. It's I find it a problem with a lot of like indie movies, uh, which end up having like big actors, um, but it's just a lot of watch people have feelings. 
Mm -hmm. So one of the first movies that my wife and I went and watched when we were dating was the movie Melancholia. Is that uh, Chris, Kristen, Dun- Kristen Dunst? Correct. Yes. And that movie sucks. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. It's basically a bunch of people being sad. And, you know, I've I've suffered. I do suffer. It doesn't really go away from depression. And that's kind of what that movie was about. And I'm all for movies like that. And this movie did not make me feel sad. Like, it, I didn't relate to it in a depression way. But also, it was just like, oh, she's sad. Like, bad stuff happens. Like, whatever. Like, I thought I was going in there to see, like, a fucking comet come and explode the world, you know? Like, I wanted some hardcore cool shit. So, is that, like, the overall, like, story of the movie? Is that there's a comic... A, com- a com- I thought you said comic at first, like a comic's going to come in and destroy, the- but a yeah. comet, a comet's going to, like, going to destroy the world. Yeah, no, there's a stand-up comedian who's just, like, <laughs> so good. He's fucking killing and, it. Yeah, like, literally, people can't stop laughing. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it's like a comet or an asteroid or some shit or another planet or whatever. Okay. And it's kind of slowly, I think it, because we watched it again yeah, a couple months ago, and it's like works back of her life um, in her recent marriage to Alexander Skarsgård. But I think that was the first time I've seen him in something. And he's a total goofball in that movie. Is that the guy that pl- that's an it, right? Or is that his No, that's his brother. That's the one that's in True Blood. Yes. Okay. And he's also in the latest version of The Stand. He plays Randall Flagg. So something with Skarsgård and playing um, evil characters in Stephen King adaptations. <laughs> Uh, but he's supposed to be all like badass and I guess he's like super handsome, but I can only see him as a goofball because of that movie. Uh, but that movie sucks. Drive is kind of the same thing up until the end when he actually gets some action. (laughs) What'd you say, Chris? I just said, fuck that movie, Drive. (laughs) The last 20 minutes Uh, are good. And I mean, the rest of the movie, like, again, it's well shot and whatever. The director has talent, but Jesus, fuck that movie. Yeah, like nothing happens for a long yeah. time and then something crazy happens. You're like, oh shit, something crazy happened. But like, okay, whatever. And his jacket is stupid. Like a scorpion. What is this? Fucking yeah. 1986? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, another one that I went and saw uh, a very long time ago, much before I met my wife, kind of on a pseudo date, was Winter's Bone. And that is not a porno. Let me just tell you <laughs> now. That movie, I think it's Jennifer... Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Uh, that's also, I think it also takes place in Missouri. There seems to be a lot of like, oh, we need a depressed setting for a movie. Like, <laughs> we'll fucking make it in Missouri. Um, and that's another movie where it's just like kind of the same thing, like well shot, but nothing really happens and it's boring as fuck. So there seems to be a lot of these like indie movies with like famous actors that happens all the time and they're boring. I don't see. I, I I don't know enough about like film making stuff. Was this movie well shot? Like it, it's decently sh- like you take any individual shot and it's like oh that's a well composed shot. It's like oh it's Arnold silhouetted against the fo- the burning crops in the background, like slightly out of focus. That that's a decent shot. Nothing that there's it's pretty well shot and there's a consistent like they're consistently well lit and. The color grading is consistent across the movie. Like, all that stuff, sure, is well executed, I guess. Okay. There's... They do they do a lot of stuff that... It, 
Fucking John Scott three. <laughs> okay, so he does not doesn't understand subtlety, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like it Okay, so the stuff that, that they do right is good. Like like the the scene with her they do a good job of um with her character, I think. Minus the that one scene that that Chris and I had a problem with, but they do a good job of showing that she's a teenager that is coming to grips with dying. They that scene with her saying goodbye to her friend was really good, mm-hmm. very effective. Yeah, like they do a good job of showing her relationship with Arnold. Like, and he does for for what he did, he does a really good jo- good job. I think that. the acting in this movie is great, and yeah, I, the acting's pretty good. And I would I kind of take issue with the idea that they do a good job with their relationship. I think they do a decent job for about 10 minutes in this movie. There's like the scene where they're driving back from the doctor and they're singing in the car. And then they have the dinner where they're making fun of Caroline's cooking. And then he's working on the truck. And it's like those three scenes together, they work on their relationship. And aside from that, I just didn't. Nothing at the beginning of the movie made me feel like they were close or anything like that. I just had like a feeling of, I don't know, maybe one of my dads is kind of like Arnold in this movie where it just seemed like he wasn't exactly always, you know, he's like, I'm a simple farmer. Um, He's not best at expressing his emotions and all, you know, he's got an old truck, like all this shit. Um, But you can tell he just like really loved her and he was willing to go out and spend two weeks in the zombie infested fucking city Mm -hmm. to go back. So quick. How, how fucking awesome would that movie be? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like shit. <laughs> that's that's the that's the Terminator. Yes. So, oh man, that yeah. would have been great. Yeah, because we we never get to experience that. Like what? Like Arnold's going into a zombie infested city to find his daughter. This is basically like Commando, but with zombies. Yes. And like he like you could have shown that, and you could have shown why like he's like kind of like finally like 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 he's on it like the come down of that like to where he's like oh i found her everything's gonna be okay so it's just like he's like no more killing no more killing i'm not gonna no more at all and so like he's like you know it it makes it yeah that's why i feel so bad about killing the other zombies because he already did it so much exactly like this guy needs to get together with or just fucking have fucking what's his name steven the susan write this like a, the sequel for this shit. Yeah, and he already like when he was driving out to the city, he already thought of all those like great lines. Like when he was driving <laughs> out there for killing the zombies, that's why when he was going back and he killed those other zombies, he's like, "I got nothing. Like I can't, I can't repeat ones. Like you know what the but fuck." Yes. <clears throat> oh, um, but yes, I mean I don't. I'm not trying to say you're wrong, Chris, about not really showing their <laughs> relationship because they don't. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like if there were more human moments, like those three scenes I was talking about, I would give a whole lot more of a shit about everyone in this movie. I definitely agree with that, but I also get what Joe's saying, because like, I do think that he, the character just doesn't... First of all, she's a fucking teenager, so mm-hmm. like, anytime he tries, she just kind of like seems to like push away, basically, or just like kind of give him like a, come on, dad, so, like, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But secondly, like, it feels like it should have been like a series or something like that because like like that last thing with her mom and before she jumps off the roof. I'm like I I don't fucking like I I get that you're supposed to be like oh yeah she's she's uh like thinking about her mom while she jumped like we didn't meet her mom 
They talked about her for one scene. We saw some daisies. Like, there was no fucking connection at all. Mm -hmm. We don't even know how old she was when her mom died. Exactly. Yeah. Why wasn't it like Arnold when, you know, she's jumping off? Like, kind of like that montage scene at the beginning of the Commando, you know, where he's like, ha ha ha, like, put her on the swing and shit. (laughs) Like, that's what we needed for that last scene. You know, like her, him spinning her around, like, you know, like yeah, exactly. Kids. Or just like even going through like uh like the shit that people do for like the quick cuts of scenes from the movie, but like them like spending time together, hugging, mm-hmm. laughing, all that shit. Just, just quick, mm-hmm. quick, 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 quick cuts, and then just with that fucking same music, which was all like the what is it a crescendo or some shit? Like it was like uh, yeah, uh, before she fucking jumps. Like it's that's more powerful than. Showing, like, introducing, basically introducing a character, not really, but, like, introducing, like, the actor for the character at the very fucking end of the movie. Yeah. And her legs weren't even that long. (laughs) She'd been on stilts or something, be like, oh, shit, that's, yeah, that's Maggie's mom. I remember Arnold talking about her long legs. But. But, yeah, like, so they, um, the reviews, Roger, the Roger, whoever does the reviews for Roger Ebert's site, I think it was, like, two and a half stars, and it was... At a ten, the problems. Yeah, at a ten, <laughs> four or five. I think, I think but, they do four. Yeah, so they she, she I think it was a she, but whoever the critic said that he did a really good job, which I agree with because like he's super subtle with it. Which she compared his performance to uh, Stallone in Copland, which I didn't watch. So I haven't seen it. It's Neither and it's I. supposed to be like a out of character sort of thing where he plays like a old like sheriff that anyway oh yeah he put on a bunch of weight for that the critics main problem with the movie was that was the ending it what she called what they called pretty much a cop-out yeah yeah it kind of is to where like i i mean i'm assuming because like they because the character kills herself instead of well yeah because abigail breslin doesn't have an arc in this like her arc is like accepting her death i guess yeah. But she kind of already did that. That's why she ran away from home to protect her family. And then, like, his arc is supposed to be figuring out whether he can kill his daughter or not. Like, whether he can... And they just take the choice away from him. So he doesn't really yeah. make a choice at the end. Maybe that's the point, man. <laughs> Subvert your <laughs> <I> expectations. <guess. laughs> I don't know. But then, like, you... Like, if, if that's the case, you don't really spend enough time with every... Like, each character... In order to where that ma- fucking matters too much, like yes, I get what I get what she's or what the, what the critic was saying about like yeah, it kind of like as a cop out of the ending because it took away from his arc, but like how like fucking what steep is his arc? <laughs> <laughs> like it it I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's basically um, and spoilers for a hundred and or for an eighty year old book, but. The ending that we wanted was the ending to Of Mice and Men. Like, we wanted Arnold to be George and Maggie to be Lenny, you know, and like, hey, look at these daisies. Like, your mom wanted me to plant them and then think about the daisies and boom, like, back of the head, you know? Like, that's what he needed. Like, he needed to accept it. She and, even had the puppy uh, killing scene with the fox. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some chick that was a <laughs> problem or something i don't know um actually uh that, that is like you could probably like write an article about that <laughs> like 
Probably. <laughs> maybe, one. yeah, maybe you did subvert our expectations. Ow, fucking butt shit. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, what, ha- what happened? I kicked my chair. <laughs> oh. I don't have a shoe on. Anyway, so, okay, so basically, I get why he took the role, because it was something different. And his role was like his his character. He did a good job, but like, yeah, I don't think this movie is particularly bad. It's yeah. just not particularly good. It's like the Jamie Kennedy <laughs> movies. Yeah, I mean, me and Joe were talking about it before recording. It's it's just like very uh, cliched indie movie kind of. It's. It's all those Terrence Malicky shots. It's the super yeah. washed out color grading. It's uh, the sound mixing really. The sound mixing really bothered me because you were hearing every little rustle of clothes or anything in in most scenes. Like anytime yeah. there wasn't a score, you were hearing every little sound coming from the room, and the talking was really soft. And yeah. well, yeah, exactly. Which is weird because like they they're you're if if like that's the case with the sound. Like as far as like the clothes and all the like the effects, they are they drop the sound of the dialogue, which there's some dialogue in there, which I'm like as I'm, like I said, like as I'm reading through the transcript, like there's stuff that I had in this the summary that I took out because it didn't matter for the the actual like movie, but like it established their world. Mm-hmm. So like something about like when the the NPR thing that he's listen, listening to at the beginning, there was something about. There was a lockdown, and with a curfew, there was a martial law, and just like a bunch of stuff, just establishing the world. But mm-hmm. like it's so low that you can't hear it. And then on top of that, later when she's talking on the phone with her, with her, like before Arnold finds her at the end, she's talking to a bunch of different people. But they only get the the first conversation. Then when it cuts away, you can still hear her, but the sound drops, and you can't tell that she's talking to a bunch of different like because yep. like I said, she ends up saying Allie. She ends up talking to like someone else. If you look through like the transcript of the script, and and then like when he goes in there and he's like shaking her and whatnot, he's not he, like everything he says is just super very low. Mm-hmm. So like he, he's shaking her and like he's like I know I know that they're trying to like. I don't know. Like, I mean, I have my own separate problems with modern sound mixing. I think a lot of movies do this now where, like, dialogue is way too soft and the loud moments are way too loud. Yeah. And so you have to, like, when I watch movies at home, it really pisses me off because I have to turn my sound way up. And then I have to suddenly, like, jam down on the volume button when something explodes or something. Yeah. And a lot of that is a lot of it. Like, okay, so when you're mixing sort of sounds like you listen to it in your headphones usually it's these headphones that i have like the sony whatever's um and that sounds like one thing but nobody ever really tries to listen to it on anything else and also a lot of home stereo systems are not very good people just use like a sound bar so they'll Mm -hmm. mix them in um stereo where you're supposed to have a center speaker but they don't give you an option to not have that where it's like hey let's just uh, normalize the sound so which is on your point, like the sound mixing fucking sucks. Like, yeah, it probably sounds bomb if you got surround sound and shit. But if yeah, you don't, when you're in the theater, it sounds like asshole. Great. Yeah, yeah. But like, you miss you you miss little you miss little moments when you get stuff like that. Like, yep. When he's when he's like shaking her when she's on the ground. Like, like I said, he's like he's begging her not to die yet. Exactly, exactly. But but you can't hear it because she's fucking screaming. Yeah, yeah this they it seems like they try to direct this movie like 
you know, there's Stanley Kubrick or something where people are going to watch it over and over and analyze it. It's like, dude, you're just making like a movie. Yeah. You know, you're not Kubrick (laughs) yet. You know, you don't, you're not going to have a bunch of fucking conspiracy theorists and nerds like analyzing this shit. I mean, except us, but that's only because Arnold's in it. Arnold wasn't (laughs) in this movie. I wouldn't maybe watch it once and call it a day. All right. So having said all that, I guess it's time to uh, rate this. Once again, we rate our movies on a scale of one to five irons pumped. These are strictly for Arnold movies, not just movies in general, because if that were the case, they would all be fives. So, <laughs> um, so how many on a scale of one to five, how many irons would you pump for this movie, Chris? Uh, do we do half irons? Yes. Uh, I guess I'll give this one a, like a two and a half, two and a half irons pumped. All right. Aaron. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to have to agree with like two and a half irons, which is pretty much my, uh, standard at this point. Interesting. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with two. Two, two irons. Yes. All right. I am going to go with one iron pumped. Wow. Okay. Uh, Damn. Uh, I think this movie is, I think this movie is better than the iron pumps criteria that I'm giving it credit for. Uh, but as far as Arnold movies, I give this a one. I think his acting is good in it. You know, I felt some stuff. But I just, as far as an Arnold movie goes, I like. I don't think it's that good. I think you can replace Arnold with like Sam Elliott, and it wouldn't really make a difference. Damn, that would have been a good movie. Yeah, well, I can listen to <laughs> Sam Elliott talk all day, and it's true. Uh, I want to apologize for everybody listening to this because you have to listen to my voice. And trust me, um, if I had my wish, I would just sound like Sam Elliott all the time. But instead, I sound like a nasally <laughs> Jew, which I am. So uh, sucks for you. But yeah, uh, I just like as far as Arnold movies go, I just don't think this is that good. There's no he doesn't say anything cool. He barely kills people. Uh, it's not really that good of a script. It's not fun. Um, John Scott three. Yeah, the idea is is great. I really like the idea of like what would happen if your daughter gets bit by a zombie. So he com- becomes a zombie. But it just kind of the execution of it is is not that good. They tried a little too hard to, to make it grounded, I think. I think they tried too hard about not actually writing any plot. They're like, we just got to show people having emotions. How could we yeah. minimize it to just show people having emotions all the time? The The only reason like I, I gave I didn't I didn't go one was because I do. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a like an Arnold movie, but I do think that there was some stuff. Because it had like the like a few scenes, there was there was still some stuff. Yeah, I think this movie is potentially better than a lot of the other ones that I'm going to rank higher on this show. I think that's what Joe was trying to say before. Is I think he was saying that this movie belongs in a totally different scale. Like he's he's not grading this like he would grade. Yeah, yeah, but you know? for an Arnold movie, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I, I like to be generous with my irons pumped, but then I knock shit down in the list. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been having a lot of time. Or having a lot of time. I've been having a lot of thought about how to balance, you know, the irons pumped list. Like, I'm like, I can't rank them all fives. I'm like, well, I can't rank <laughs> them all threes. Like, I gotta have some twos. I gotta have some ones. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've just been having trouble trying to uh, balance all these. Because I think our Lost episode, and not on the show Lost, which, by the way, you should check out the podcast. You all, yes. everybody. It's about the show Lost, but... Um, our original episode about Running Man, which we never released, I think I gave that a three stars, but looking back on it, 
might give that a, a four star. So I don't know. It's if I'd watched all these movies before we started making these podcasts, I'd be able to rank them a lot better. But I got to start ranking some of them ones. And I think this one's a one. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, all we have left to do is uh, throw the movie onto a ranked list. So right now we have Commando number one, uh, Terminator Genopis at number two, uh, End end of Days at number three, Eraser at four, and Collateral Damage at five. Chris, have you seen all these movies? Uh, I have not seen End of Days, and I think I've only seen parts of Collateral Damage. Chris, where would you place this with that with not having seen End of Days? I really hated Genesis, so I don't know. <laughs> really? Oh boy. I like. Uh, yeah. But um, if we're going on scales, if, if we're scaling it to Arnold, um, this, yeah, this would be last. All right. Yeah. Uh, Joe? It would be last. And I, I, I got to kind of agree for it's this is definitely. Uh, and yeah, like I said, not a bad movie, but not necessarily a good one either. Yeah. OK, so I know I've asked this before and I know the answer to it. But um, before we get going, Chris, do you have anything you would care to plug? Uh, no, my life is empty, so don't worry <laughs> about it. OK. It's like fucking living in the Maggie movie. All yes. right. I mean, after watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have one other thing to say. Um, yes. I did know another Chris Chapman, and he died about almost five years ago. So if anybody listening to this yeah. also knew him, it's a different person. It's not the <laughs> same one. Um He's back. Yeah, <laughs> like we, we, we resurrected him for man. Yeah. I came back just for this, baby. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't call my loved ones. Didn't talk to anybody. Just for this. Just for this podcast. You know, he his love was Arnold Schwarzenegger movie podcast. So that's what he <laughs> definitely came back for. Anyways, uh, miss you, buddy. Um, well, you guys too, but also the other Chris Chapman. Uh, I was wait. I was waiting for Chris to say, "I miss you too." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's. Fine. It shouldn't be a sensitive talk topic to talk about a friend that passed. You know, I mean, it should in some situations, but you know, if I died, I wouldn't want you guys like not to talk about me. Be like, hey, remember that guy with his small wiener and stuff? <laughs> oh yeah. Also, I still use your guys' old phone number for I guess Vons, which is Safeway up here <laughs> credit thing. So a lot of times I'll buy some stuff and they'll be like, uh, oh. Thank you, Mr. Chapman. Like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> it's still under your dad's name, Chris. Uh, yeah, which I don't know if they use it at all, but so like, you want some fuel rewards? Like, yes, I do. So I hope they don't use it. I'm stealing all their fuel no, rewards, but. No, definitely not for the fuel, because there aren't any like Vons gas stations down here. But so. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's yeah, not. they don't. There, there's like no more Vons anything around where they live. Yeah, so you're good. Okay. You, you you stole their identity. Yes. <laughs> Pretty well as far as Vaughn's concerned. I I don't know why I always use that, but it's been <laughs> fifteen plus years. You should uh you should ask request a change of address to your address. <laughs> you should. You absolutely should. Cause this would have been way before they made like accounts or anything, yeah. I think. Yeah, there there shouldn't be it like an just, email. It's just a phone number. Yeah, yeah, I think this is just a phone yeah. number. because <laughs> it's the phone number to your guys' old place in San Marcos. So, yeah, is but, it the two nine five number? Yes, it is. 
Yeah, you should definitely like. Um, I need to change my email and address, please. Oh, also, I changed my name too. <laughs> <laughs> like it used to be, it used to be Steve Chapman. Now it's Joseph Beck Castro. Wow, that's quite a change. But like, yeah, you know, things happen. Like, what does that mean? It, it'd be even better if my dad put his middle name in there because his middle name is Suichi. <laughs> like yes, Suichi. That's my middle name. Like the food. Like, that's not what it says here, sir. Like, no, it's ceviche. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, uh, if, if you want to check out any of the uh, videos we posted, or just, you know, shit that we post, which is usually stuff from the episodes, uh, you can catch us on everything at it's uh, at the potty Richter. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, and then just look up "See You at the Party Richta" uh, or "At the Party Richta" on Facebook. You can also check out our website that I made, uh, thepotty.net. You can email us "See You at thepotty.net." Of course, that's potty p o d d y. That's right. I forgot to mention that. Well, then I guess until next time. Yes, we will. See you at the Party Richta.